Are you ready? Follow along to young professionals and did we mention high school sweethearts as they dive into the realness of life. Alexis and Quentin are real people with real thoughts on work, college, relationships, and more, all exposed on the Stick With Me Kid podcast. Hey guys, it's Alexis Harris here. And I'm Quentin Hollis. And we are so excited to be sitting down and filming our very first episode of the Stick With Me Kid podcast. Woohoo! Thank you guys so much for coming in and clicking on the video. We really video? appreciate it. Ah, uh, wrong sorry. platform there. Wrong platform. I'm so used to YouTube. <laughs> they have that playing 24 7. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are super excited. We are finally sitting down and kicking off this project that we've just been thinking about for quite some time. Did you want to tell the audience how we got the name Stick With Me Kid? Uh, yeah, so Stick With Me Kid has been an inside joke uh, for us for a while now, probably going back at least four years. I feel like it was like 2014, like September, between September right, and stop, December Stop faking, like you actually got a date? <laughs> it's like between, you actually know when this happened? It's between when we started dating, which was September 2014, and I feel like it was before Christmas that year. Ah, uh, Probably. Uh, so we'll anyway. get back to you with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stick with me, kid. Pretty much just originated after um, some little argument we had had at some point along the way. I'm pretty sure Alexis started it, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, and you know, after whatever, you get over it and y'all come back together and stuff. Um, I think she was like. She saw that I was annoyed, but I was getting over it. She was like, stick with me, kid. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 hang along with me. Like, stick, come along for the ride. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, basically turned into a joke from then up until today, too. Whenever someone says something that kind of, it kind of makes you want to get that little side eye, like, like, what are you doing or what are you talking about? You just jokingly follow up with stick with me, kid. And, you know, all is well that I guess that could be in a not an apology, but it's one of those, like, shrug it off, like, stick with me, kid. Like, you're so <laughs> funny. It's no big deal. So we thought that would be the perfect name for our podcast since Quentin and I are hosting it. We are here. We're going to be here weekly with new episodes. In those episodes, you're going to hear a mix of our personal experiences, reflections, the good and the bad. It gets raw and real, or that's our plan for it to get raw and real. (laughs) We want to have interviews like with unique individuals, whether they're young professionals, entrepreneurs, just people you would have no idea walking by on the sidewalk, what their hustle, if you will, is, or what their struggles are. Um, We feel like you don't have to be a celebrity, right? Right. Or an influencer to be able to have that special voice and kind of be able to speak on a platform and share those experiences. And I feel like since we graduated, it's been a couple months, you in December, me in May, my eyes have opened up to a lot of things. And I'm just sitting here like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a big uh, transition, big move. We moved out. You moved to a whole new state. We started new jobs and everything like that. And I feel like on a, a deeper sense, that's why the name is just so fitting for the podcast, too, is because, I mean, honestly, we're just like two people trying to figure it out, just like everybody else. And mm-hmm. that's what we uh, plan on people having on the uh, show for interviews as well. 
you know, a lot of like entrepreneurs or people that are just trying to chase their passion. A lot of time that's going to take a lot of perseverance and time and you just got to stick with it. So that's what the podcast is going to be all about. That's what we hope we can help you guys with. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to keep continuing to chase after what we want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like we're thinking to ourselves, how do we get here in this position living together for me in a completely different state working those corporate nine to fives and still figuring out life, figuring out rent, taxes, adulting, if you will, that term that is thrown literally everywhere. But I was telling Quentin, it's like for those people that are between the ages of 20 and 30, you grew up with one half of... So basically, I feel like we grew up with one side. It's our parents who played a role in what decisions we made, which was going to high school, graduating, going straight into college and getting a good job with benefits, and then eventually buying a house, having that family, for example. But then the other half, you struggle with what society says you should do. And society says, if you're not busy all the time, if you don't have this and that and the third, then you're not making it. And I feel like we're here to say, pause, hold up, what's What's reality? Like, what's really going on? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, life is uh, all going to be about people pulling you in a bunch of different directions, right? You're going to have your parents telling you one thing. You're going to have your friends telling you another thing, your aunts and your uncles and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, you kind of got to, I mean, at least in my opinion, what you should do is just whatever is going to A, make you happy or interest you because that's what's really worthwhile. And if you're going to spend the majority of your day doing something, you should work towards spending it towards something that you're actually interested in and enjoy doing. Otherwise, you'll probably be miserable for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But the question Um, that comes in from our parents maybe is what about stability? What about being able to plan? And that is true. Um, My argument to that is, and I mean, look, I'm not saying by any means Obviously, we both work corporate jobs, okay? Mm-hmm. This podcast Some of is, us have, aka me, has since moved on from my first. From the first job. There will be, the a, <laughs> be a separate um, episode all about knowing when it's time to quit and things like that. But yes, I am now soon starting my second corporate job. But keep going. I didn't mean um, to cut you off there. Yeah, you did, but it's okay. But um, <laughs> We're definitely still working nine to five jobs. Um, definitely both not just, you know, have the freedom to do whatever we want just yet, but that is something that I am really interested in and want to pursue going forward. And I feel like you have to start somewhere and this podcast is part of that. Um, obviously, you have to do what you have to do during the day just to pay the bills and get through it right. But then I feel like at night when you get home, if you really want to go after something, you got to get to work. Exactly. I couldn't have said that better myself, which is exactly why you just said it, not me. Um, But that made me think of, I remember before I officially resigned from my first job, I felt stuck in that I wasn't in a position that allowed me to be creative. And I felt like I was losing that creative side of me. So like you said, although I'm not in a position to maybe be full-time in whatever that may be that brings me happiness. For example, doing this podcast 
get home after work, six o'clock, seven o'clock working on this, that is where I can find my happiness and like work on a passion that I enjoy, even though I can't do it during the day. Right. And back to your original point with stability, I mean, like, let's say I'm not going to throw out um, the actual companies that we work for, for whoever's listening to this. You never know. <laughs> check if, out like, LinkedIn. Yeah, in case, in case our boss <laughs> listens to this one day or something they like can that. But check out LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to get back to your original point of stability, I mean, if you really think about it, uh, every company that you think of is just like a household name. Um, Amazon, Google, uh, Apple, whatever the case might be. At some point, they had to start out as a new kid on the block, just like everybody else. So, like right now, Amazon is a hot topic, right? Make headlines everywhere. All the money. Oh, that are making. they? <laughs> they're everywhere. They're about to take over the world, though, for real. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Jeff Bezos, like richest dude in the world. <laughs> I mean, at some point, he started out with nothing. Like he started like the company from or scratch. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I've seen. I don't really know his backstory like that, but I saw like a picture of him in like some crappy dungeon looking office <laughs> with like an amazon like poster just up on the wall it served and it, as an idea a thought yeah, yeah and somebody just decided to take action and turn it into what it is today so like back then and it wasn't that long ago that amazon came around so within the past really i think they started somewhere around like 1998 99 something like that so really within like the past 20 years 20 years ago if you were to work for Amazon as whatever it was, even if it was a really a really good position, right? Let's say you were the the CFO of Amazon when they first started, right? Okay. <laughs> like, like okay, the, well what's Amazon? Like good yeah, for you. Exactly. Here's a golden star. <laughs> so, it, I mean, stability will gr- come and grow over time. Now, if you're the CFO of Amazon, it's like, oh, snap, you're the CFO of Amazon. Oh. But it takes time for you to get things in place and build things up to where they need to be and everything starts with an idea. So, you just kind of got to put things in motion, stick with it and hope that you can grow it into something. Yeah. Ideas things they don't come to fruition overnight like there is a process is what I'm having to understand and come to terms with because Quentin he'll go on all day how I just think things should happen immediately and if it's not going to what's the point in me giving it a try and slowly but surely as we're sitting here recording recording our first episode I'm coming to terms and realizing kind of changing my mindset to one, I should enjoy it. If I don't enjoy it, I shouldn't do it. But two, not to rush the pro- not to rush the process. Don't go into something with this end idea or goal because things happen. Things take turns, paths change. And where you thought you should have ended up, who knows, 10 years from now, you could be in a much better position, something you never even imagined from the beginning. So that's kind of where I'm at in really every aspect of life, whether it's something simple like how I expect my day to go at work or how I expect to or where I would like to see myself in 10 years, it's keeping more of that open mindset with any new ideas. Yeah, and to like take two things from that, um, I mean, let's just think for a second, where would you be if every time you tried something, right, you just gave up after it didn't 
work well i mean all of us would still be crawling because the whole thing, <laughs> when you're trying to walk you fall down a million times before you can even take your first step so to even just learn how to walk you had to fail a million times to get to where you are that's and, true i mean the same goes on just in the rest of life think back on whatever you've done in your life anything that's worthwhile and think about like the first time you tried it whether it's in like sports school Driving test. Driving test. <laughs> you got a story that I don't know about? I, don't know. I do. Did you fail driver's then, ed? Be Alexa. I mean, no. Be, be, I, be be, <laughs> I passed driver's ed the course with flying colors. And it was, I was at the DMV taking the 20 question exam. And I didn't know you could skip questions you didn't know. <laughs> so here, I had no idea. So I'm hitting, I'm sitting here like, oh, I don't know this. I'm just going to take a wild guess. And so when I was told after I started this exam, you can skip questions. It was too late in which I was on the last question. If I got it right, I passed. And if I got it wrong, I failed. And knowing my luck, you could guess what happened. I got the last question possible wrong. And that's just because I didn't skip questions I didn't know in the beginning. I just took a wild guess because I thought that was it, you know? So, of course, I got the last question wrong. So I sat there stunned. Like, how could I, Alexis Harris, fail anything um, but yep, filled the first driving test. I passed the actual driving portion. Great. No worries. But I did have to go back and retake the exam, which kind of really, it got to me. And that was the first time, honestly, I probably failed something. Well, no. I mean, again, I as you were say, saying, I probably now. failed the first time I tried to walk and things like that. But probably. that was the first instance where I really felt this like sense and emotion of failure. And then, honestly, I didn't feel that again until my first semester junior year at UNC Chapel Hill taking organic chemistry. Now, that is, again, another episode on how to deal with failure because I thought that was the end of the world. I was going to quit college. I'm not doing any more sciences. But, again, here I am a couple years later doing fine in life. But, yeah, so you're right. There are moments where you fail, but... If I didn't try again, I wouldn't be driving. I wouldn't have been making that, that six-hour drive. For <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> I'm a great driver. I like to say I'm an efficient driver, and that Y'all I'm not going. <laughs> come up with your own picture from that description. I am not going to sit in the slow lane. If someone is in front of me going slow, I'll go around or I'll just ride them until they <laughs> get over. Um, but I do use signals now so they may be last minute but you use them (laughs) but yes back to your point there people would be nowhere if they didn't try again after failing it honestly i never thought about thought about it like that until you just said it now so thank you for that yeah anytime (laughs) wow I'm so excited I feel like there's just so much opportunity I kind of feel like when Quentin and I had these conversations um in private aka without a microphone without recording for a podcast they're always just so enlightening and I always in the the conversation always ends with me thinking to myself why I wish we recorded it because I felt like it was whether it was so deep or just insightful I don't know I just get that feeling after a lot of our conversations and our conversations with like other people it's just a good debate like no one is wrong in any sense it's just good stop looking at me like that <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking back to past conversations um i just think it 
it offers different viewpoints offer you a different perspective and you're able to kind of grow that cognitive cognitive complexity and I personally appreciate that. Breaking out the big words. Oh yeah, because I did none of that at work. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime I can really utilize my knowledge and brain, I'm all here for it. But yeah, so I said to say I'm super excited to see where this podcast takes us. The conversations that are to be had on this platform, I think are gonna be amazing and very insightful. Which leads us to, I think, our main idea for today's episode, which is change. Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, A little bit vague. (laughs) Can you tell (laughs) us what you mean? Sure. So with change, um, what do you think it should be like? Our experiences with change in a relationship, for example, when is change needed or... who should be doing the changing per se. And I just mean that, again, graduating college, our schedule changes. The structure of how we spend every single day has changed from the last 12 plus years of being in that educational system to now going to a nine to five or some other people. They might go to a little bit of fun employment, which is just having fun. You're in the in the middle of you starting a new job, maybe you just left a job, you don't have a job lined up right away after college. It's just different and that's change. But there's also the change of we spent the last four years in long distance when we were in college to the question was whose turn or whose time was it to uproot everything and relocate. As y'all found out, it was me. So kind of how did I deal with that change or how am I still dealing with it? Because let me tell you, it wasn't easy along with the change of my daily structure as well. But yeah, what do you think I mean when I say change? Uh, so change is something that happens every day, right? Um, in a number of different ways, big and small, and I think you just hit on some of them. Um, obviously there's things like changing a relationship where you could go from being single to now you're kind of talking to somebody to now you're actually in a committed relationship and stuff like that. And there's like different phases that, uh, happen along the way. And then there's also change as in, I was in college a year ago and now instead of waking up to go to 8am classes, I have to be in the office by 8am, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I feel like most people, including myself at first, fear change in that because you don't know what it's going to be like. But at the same time, when I was in college, I couldn't wait to be done. I couldn't wait to graduate and be done with college. I was over the schoolwork. I was over the deadlines, the page requirements. I enjoyed learning. Don't get me wrong. But the requirements and pressure put on students in college, I was just over it. So I was very excited to move on to the adult life, the working world. But since being there, I was just kind of taken back as to this isn't what I expected. I thought it was going to be all roses and daisies. So this change that at the same time I feared, I was at the time, like in the past, I was so excited. And now I'm here and I'm like, wait, why was I rushing such prime days, my prime college days. Grass is always wishing greener, my time. Right? Yep, exactly. The grass is always greener, which is a lie. <laughs> the grass is never greener. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you. Sh- 
I definitely have learned change is imminent. It's like you said, it's every day. And it's and it's dumb and not really important to be rushing, I guess, because there's other examples where I've thought of that where I just couldn't wait for something to be as I expected or hoped for in the future. And I'm like, wow, I should have just relaxed in the present and enjoyed my time. Because when you actually, I'm realizing when you're present in like time, like in the moment, you won't really feel the change, if that makes sense. If you're not thinking about two days from now, a week from now, you're not thinking about the past, you're just in the moment. Because it's kind of like, when you're with someone every day, you don't notice the small changes of them losing weight, gaining weight, getting taller because you're with them every day. So there's not any drastic, there's no, there's no drastic difference for your senses to kind of pick up on, you know? So if you're focused mm-hmm. in the present, you're not focused on a week out from now or anything in the past and comparing, would you really notice change like that? Or would it just be like, oh, wow, like this is where I'm at today. Like I didn't even realize I've made all these changes in my life, in my social sphere, like everything, you know? Yeah, and that's why it's kind of interesting. It's something I just realized is you just kind of said two contradicting things. And you were talking about (laughs) you were scared of change, but at the same time, you were in a rush for college to be over, which is change. So Because I like being comfortable. I under I realize I love being comfortable and knowing what to expect. I love knowing exactly what order I get from what restaurant in my hometown. But I also know I did not like the pressure and expectations put on me as a college student. So it was like I was so excited to be done with college, but I also like didn't want to get rid of that sense of being comfortable. So then what that really comes back to, I feel like, is the the structure, as you say, is just kind of like a safety net, right? We feel safe when we kind of fall into like the same routines and we're around the same stuff. And that's why like change can be scary, how you were just talking about how leaving college and transitioning into like a corporate job and stuff like that was kind of scary because it's something new. And... At the same time, that is true, and it's a new challenge and stuff that you have to get over, but I feel like we, sometimes we just got to tell ourselves that we need to be positive and that stuff is going to be, something good is going to come out of it, because just because something changed, change is really about the unknown. That's what it's really about, and that's where that fear of change comes from, is the fear of the unknown, because when you wake up and you have your class schedule right and you know you're going to I'm gonna go to Mr. Wilkins class and he's gonna give me a lecture I'm gonna fall asleep 30 minutes in I'll head Not out stuff you, like that. you may have fallen asleep yeah, 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 well, I on the other hand <laughs> yeah. was a great perfect student you were gonna be a straight A student I was not but <laughs> anyway I'm gonna get out I'm gonna head to the next one then I'm gonna go have lunch with Vince or whoever and once you kind of get out of that routine you're like well what do I do now and it's kind of like what's behind the door you know or like how people are scared of the dark and stuff like that and it's just like well we i mean if you never walk through that door you're scared to open it you don't know what could have been high. it could have been a million bucks behind it, it could oh have been man something. yeah i wish you didn't go there because now i'm thinking it wasn't that bad like preschool you knew you were going to elementary school you knew you were going to middle school 
four year, three years later, you know, you're going to high school in college. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm out of college. I don't have the next step lined up. I don't this know where I'm end. going. This is the end of the path that society predetermined laid out for you. Yes. Yeah. This is where, and honestly, you could, you could at whatever point in your life really decide to break off from that path and go your own route. But most people make it, I would say 80% to 100% of the way through that path just because that is what we call this. Like, that's what is determined to be the safe route, right? Nobody, yeah, nobody's really going to look down on you if you're continuing your education. If you, if you go to a four-year school and then you get your bachelor's and stuff like that, nobody's going to really say anything because that's just the norm and that's what we preach in today's society. Mm-hmm. If anything, you're praised. Like, you can't... It's like, for me personally, I know you don't really use social media like that, but it was like, I need to go ahead and lock down a job so I can take that straight to Facebook, straight to LinkedIn and be like, it was. it's with my honor to announce I accepted a job at blank What's that basic statement everyone says? Like, I couldn't have done it without, like, my family and friends for their endless support. It's you like... giving speeches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go on Facebook every day, it's like someone... Like, people want those next milestones. They want to hit it so bad. Whether it's graduating college, getting accepted to college, getting an honors degree, an award. Like, they can't wait to run straight to social media and say, it's with my excitement to announce whatever it may be. Well, I mean, okay. I think that's... Good. You should want to hit your your next milestone or your next goal. But no I just one think says that their you next want, failure either. Well, that's true. That's a different point. But I feel like you should want to make sure that you want that for you, and you don't want it purely for posting it on social media, so that that way other people look at you as a success. Mm-hmm. Because then you're really just living for other people. You're not living for you, mm-hmm. and that's kind of backwards. So I he feel just added as though- me. <laughs> he just added me. That that was me. It, it, after I graduated, and I was, it was probably a month into my new job, I was like, "Wow, I did all of this and all of that, and it's not even what I wanted." Like, I honestly, I praise people that knew what they wanted to do when they were younger. Like, I have a best friend who knew she wanted to go to cosmetology school, so she graduated high school a semester early. Went straight into cosmetology school, and she's been doing her own thing for like f- over four years now. And I praise her for that because she one doesn't have all this crazy debt. From I honestly, I think school, I think college is protocol. And I've told my professors that before. They're like, "Oh, why are you here?" I'm like, "It's protocol to get a degree and go on to <laughs> to get a job." But now I'm thinking back, like I really should have just kind of listened to what I wanted to do for myself. Just like I was kind of jealous thinking back how you have less debt coming out of college now because you took a less, a less, I say this with air quotes, a less traditional route of getting your bachelor's degree. Right. And I mean, honestly, when I was going to school, me and my parents were just like, okay, what is the way we can come out of this with the least amount of debt possible? Um, So in Delaware, they actually have this thing called the seed program where you can go to Dell Tech, one of the local community colleges for your first two years. Um, so you have to apply to... North Carolina has that too. They like, have it too. Okay. Like UNC Chapel. Like that's what... It, sorry, you can finish that in a second. But that's what I realized too. I'm at orientation at UNC Chapel Hill and everyone there is like, oh, they graduated from this community college or that technical college. And I'm like, wow, at, in the next two years, our degree is going to say the exact same thing. 
except I have two more years of outrageous debt for for why. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like if you have, if you live in, I don't know which states have them, but I guess it's more common than I thought. But if you live in one of those states, from personal experience, I would suggest that you take advantage of it just because you're going to save a lot of money your first two years. Uh, you can either get a highly discounted tuition or even for free, which was the case for the two years with me, and then transfer into your uh, traditional like four-year university to wrap up your other two years. So like when I did it, I had to apply to UD to get in, but my first two years were at a community college, and then my last two were at uh, UD where I had to pay. Um, and that's just cut down a lot. Like I would, I would talk to kids and they would be like 80 grand in debt and we weren't even done school. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, nah, <laughs> but I would, I don't just non-traditional isn't always bad. And sometimes you have to kind of sit down and evaluate your situation for yourself and say, I mean, look, this I know this is how everybody else does it, or this is what's considered safe or that the majority does, but what's the best fit for me? Because at the end of the day, we're all individuals and nothing is really one size fits all. You have to kind of cater things to what's going to work best for you and your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a question. I know I need to, but probably everyone, like even everyone listening to this should ask themselves more, like no matter what it is, even if it's just how do you want to spend your Friday night or Saturday night? Is this the best decision or the best fit for me? I know I personally don't do that enough and I am going to work towards doing that. Again, stick with me, kid podcast. We're figuring it out still. My life's not perfect. Quentin, I'm sure I can speak for you too. Your life isn't perfect. We don't have anything figured out. We're just kind of figuring it out as we go. So I'm thinking I'm going to start asking myself that more when I make decisions. Yeah. And I feel like in the future, especially, a lot of people are going to be asking that of themselves with college in general, because right now, and it's already to the point where a lot of people will joke, right? that you you just got to make it through and you got to get that piece of paper that says hire me at the end of the day when you show up to a job interview, right? And it's just kind of like the a piece of the recipe and what you need to get your foot in the door into the corporate world and stuff like that. But with our economic landscape changing and people doing starting their own businesses and podcasts, doing YouTube. There's so many platforms. So many different ways that you can make money now and people are really trying to focus on what it is that they want to do and see if they can make a living out of doing that, I feel like we're going to see a big change in actually how college is considered and looked upon. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if we're being honest, college is another business. Uh, Oh, yeah. College is is another business. (laughs) If you've been to college, I'm pretty sure that you know that. And I mean, if we were to really take a step back and look at it, how did how did we get to the point where we are today and where college is considered the safe route and just what you should do? I mean, our parents all want the best for us. So they want us to be employed. They want us to be able to provide for ourselves, put food on the table, have a good future and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if having a college degree at one point separated you and allowed you to do more of that, and then all of a sudden more people did it and more people did it, it just kind of made sense. And then colleges, everyone's the same. Colleges obviously catch on and they want to spread that around because that means that's more money for them. Yeah, X amount of graduates, uh, 
X amount of students who graduated from our school are working in jobs making X amount of dollars each year, right? They're making six-figure salaries, and they're making 60 grand a year after they first graduate and stuff like that. It's a little like high that. there, don't you think? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> high. <laughs> let's, let's, we're being realistic here. Make probably like 50000 or less in their first job. Well, depending. It depends. So Maybe except for tech. Well, I mean, okay, I was an economics major, so I worked with a lot of economics and finance guys, and I definitely did know people who got jobs on Wall Street, and they were going to, they, I know people that are making like 70 and above uh, with their first job, like 80K Uh, and above. That's not six figures. But that's Wall Street. It's not six figures, but it's a decent amount, especially for your first job, but it's Wall Street. They're going to work you like crazy. So, you know, a lot of people burn out. It all depends. Like, it's not going to be the ideal situation, especially just coming out of college. But they're going to try to get you in there nonetheless because... But that path was praised for them probably, like, at home. Like, their parents are probably ecstatic that they could say their child is working on Wall Street. And the thing is because it is... It goes back to what you were talking about earlier, stability, right? If you work hard in school, you're a straight-A student, and you get that degree with that high GPA, when you go to sit down for the job interview and you show that to the person that's interviewing you, they already know that you went through, you jumped through all the hoops, you went through all the BS to get here. So you are educated in your field, you took the time to do all of that, and you will be a good employee is what it's about at the end of the day for them. Because they're trying to drive their bottom line. And to get there, they need good employees to help the company move along. Yeah, and good employees are doers, not thinkers, which is a problem in itself. When I say like doers, not thinkers, your boss tells you to do this, this, and that. You're not going to question it. You're going to do exactly this, this, and that. You're not going to go any... You're not going to like do anything that might risk them looking bad or like you them out, you outperforming them per se is kind of like you're that number in that company helping them get their money. You know what I mean? Right. And in most companies, um, it is like that. Um, but yeah, they're basically, you have a, a much better shot at them viewing you as being a good potential employee and therefore getting the job. And then once you have the job, if you do it, everything that you're, uh, that's expected of you, living up to your expectations, stuff like that, you're pretty secure and you're going to be pretty stable in there. You'll be able to provide for yourself and stuff like that. And so that's where people kind of get back to that stability part is if you can work for a, a nice established company that is going to, you know, that paycheck is going to be coming in every month. It gives you that sense of security that I don't really have to worry about if my lights are going to cut out. I don't have to worry about if I'm going to be able to afford my rent. As long as I show up to the office every morning at eight o'clock and I punch in and I do everything that I'm supposed to do and I clock out and I I can go home and live in peace knowing that everything is going to be taken care of. But are you happy though? So it's kind of like, I always kind of thought about I would about say it. that's scary because that's exactly what I saw in everyone that works at the company I recently left. They've been there 20 plus years. And again, when us trainees, when we were in the room and we meet someone new, they say, oh, you're with a great company. And the very next thing they'd follow up with is they have awesome benefits. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's scary because everyone's there. They're like, yeah, I've been here 25 years. But it's because of the profit sharing and things like that that keeps them there. 
it's just zombies like walking around like literally just I, I it scared me seeing that I was like oh no this is not like a life I want to live and I feel like you'll always find that uh it kind of dynamic where there's people that are who are just after the security and you're kind of I would what I kind of thought about and I've always wanted to be able to do my own thing and like own a business not have to work for other people and just have like a a lifestyle that I could actually enjoy just because I kind of from a young age looked at people and saw there were people that were surviving and there were people that were living and then like (laughs) there were people that thought they were living but they were really surviving like you show up yeah you really thought you was living but you was just surviving and it's hard like just surviving sometimes can be hard and that's why you fall back on that security and that safety net because it's difficult like it's definitely not easy so the alternative route is even harder just because that's a that's a road that hasn't already been paved for you when you go to work for a company when you go to work for amazon now jeff bezos already laid the groundwork he already paved the way now you just have to do your job in continuing it and keeping it up but he laid down the foundation he took the risk up front that's why he reaps most of the profit from the company he made that change in his daily life yeah he made that change in his daily life but i mean that's just a decision that we all have to make ourselves and it is kind of sad because then we find ways to distract our self from it and that's why we are recording this on a monday a monday right? night it's almost six o'clock it's almost six o'clock in a couple hours i can check my phone right now give me one second guys in a couple hours there's gonna be a football game on and let me tell you who's going to be playing. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see where, where are you taking this, baby. Okay. So the Browns are going to be playing the 49ers tonight, right? The teams honestly don't matter. That's not the point that I'm trying to make here. But there is an NFL football game on tonight, and I bet you that you will see at some point a Bud Light commercial. The reason there's an NFL football comm- uh, NFL football game coming on on a Monday night when traditionally they play it on Sundays is because everybody in America went back to work today on Monday. And now everybody is miserable again because they're back to work in their nine-to-five jobs that they don't really care about, and you get home and you want an escape from that. And that's also why you see a lot of alcohol commercials on there, too. And that's why the NFL is in bed with them. Mm -hmm. You are all looking for a distraction from your daily lives. And that's really not how it should be. If you spend, you, if you think about it, if you work eight hours at a company, there's 24 hours in a day, you spend a third of your day doing something that you don't like in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you get home and you have to drink and watch an NFL football game for three hours to distract yourself from the fact that you have to wake up and do it all over again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So really, (laughs) you spend over half of your day either doing something that you're not interested in or or distracting yourself yourself. from the fact that you're not interested in what you did today and you're going to have to repeat and do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. I I never considered it like that, which is like, I I can see exactly what you're saying. for me personally, it was like getting home and watching endless hours of YouTube or endless. I've been keeping um, free forms 31 nights of Halloween on and same for their 30 days of Disney in September. Like get home, 
and do all these things just to distract me from the thought that I really don't like my job and I have to go back there the next morning. So I'd come home, get a glass of wine, put my movies on. Next thing you know, it's 10 p.m., go to sleep, wake up at 6 a.m. and do it all over again. Yeah. I mean, I was going to give you more credit than that. I thought you just had that stuff on because you're a little kid. <laughs> Be quiet. Um, no, you know I love fall and I love winter. Uh, Christmas in July, I'm all on it too. But um, that, it, to me, it's more it's your football for me, or it's America's football is like free forms movies for me and YouTube. That's that's where I like to go to escape, to take my mind off the fact that I do or I did work somewhere I didn't really enjoy. Alrighty, guys. So that is it for our first episode of the Stick With Me Kid podcast. Babe, you got any major takeaways for our audience? Uh, major takeaways for me? Uh, just start. This podcast was our start. As we were talking about earlier, everybody's got to start somewhere. So if you have an idea or a passion that you'd like to see come to life, just go ahead and get started. Awesome. Well, that definitely is some good words to take away on a Monday evening or whenever y'all are listening to this. We hope we inspired you. If you had an idea kind of in the back of your mind, whether that's just writing it out, help bring it to fruition. But yes, we are going to sign off here. Definitely like this podcast or subscribe. Don't hesitate to leave a review down below. We would appreciate it whether that's any questions, topics you'd love for us to talk about in future episodes, and even constructive criticism. We're growing, so we definitely welcome that with open arms because how else do you change the topic of today's episode? Um, yeah, guys, leave a review, good, yeah. bad, or ugly. We'll go ahead and read it. Um, also, if you guys know anybody else that's just trying to stick with it, work their way through life. If you know any super interesting people hiding in plain sight, let us know so we can have them on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Other than that, we look forward to talking with y'all next week in our next episode. Bye, guys.